Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. Hello, everyone. Our episode today is number 47, and the title is From Desert to Greener Pastures in Marriage. And it's a topic we believe will speak to all of our Red Truck Marriage listeners today. I really believe that, folks. And, you know, if you've been married a while, you have experienced those seasons in your marriage when it seems the emotional or physical juices aren't exactly flowing. And, you know, perhaps there are some obvious reasons that you can identify or maybe not. And all you know is this, as a couple, you feel like you're walking out your marriage in a desert with no idea how to change it. Mm, If that describes your marriage right now, or if the desert is something you want to try to avoid, we are so glad you're here. And, you know, honey, I, I think for some you know, the word desert could be a little bit strong, right? But I do think most people know what we are talking about. Like, you know, actually, I think it's almost impossible to avoid those seasons of desert. Yeah, I think it is too. It's it's important to realize that although you may be in a dry period, it's not really something to be alarmed about. I think acknowledging it and talking about with it with your spouse is so mm-hmm. important, of course. No question. And I think when the desert starts to become a problem is when you stay there with no intentionality to seek uh, water, you know, that's a good (laughs) imagery, right? Water or greener pastures. Uh, So I want to talk first about the expectations we have in our marriages. Mm -hmm. First of all, do we have realistic or unrealistic expectations? And by that, I mean, do you have an expectation that every day as a married couple should always be full of romance and connection and high energy? Most of us would say that's unrealistic and maybe exhausting. (laughs) And therefore, you know, it's just important that we don't panic or blame our spouse when the connection with with each other just seems lost. Uh, That's such a great word uh, that our expectation would be that it's always green pastures, right? right? Right. We know that's impossible. Um, You know, we mentioned earlier that it is important to have conversations with your spouse about what you perceive as like desert time, right? And ask if, if she or he is also experiencing that desert feeling. You know, David and I have certainly been through this. I mean, like we said, we believe this is going to speak to everybody. Um, We've experienced that when couples think that it's just life circumstances are causing the desert season, that um, just whatever we're going through on day to day gets in the way of our connection. 
Wow. So I take it that you don't like hearing that from couples that it's just because of life? Well, <laughs> not really. You know, I get it, but because everybody's busy with work and kids and, you know, our extended family or health issues, just the demands of life in general. But I think the you know, there are two issues here. One, couples have to look at, are they really doing life together to begin with? Mm. Or secondly, have you gone your separate ways? Have you let life intervene, the the day-to-day intervene? And have you started leaving each other out of the day-to-day wow. and ended up disconnected emotionally and spiritually? Yeah, I think you are nailing it right there. I, I really like what you're saying. It's so it's not so much about life hijacking our connection, but our choice of leaving each other out of our day-to-day struggle. Right, or just not being very good at that as a couple in general. I mean, that happens sometimes where mm. people get married and have the expectations that things are on automatic pilot, but it really takes intention to live life together. Absolutely. We, you know, we hear this all the time with couples. You're so right. And we we hear all the time things like this. Like, I know he feels weighted down, but he doesn't talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Or I, I know she feels worried, but she doesn't let me in on it. Mm-hmm. Like, the point is, folks, it's not life that throws us into the desert season. It's when we stop doing life together that throws us into that desert. You know, another way of saying this is we stop behaving like partners when life gets overwhelming. And and like you said, we've talked to many couples and some couples have great intentions. They want to protect the other from whatever's going on in their life. But when you withdraw and don't do life together, there you go. That's the start of a dry season. Yes. You know, Honey, I do think that you're right about that, that oftentimes the motive of not letting one another in is Mm -hmm. out of a need for protection, right? To protect the other person. But I I think sometimes it's also just habit, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I had the privilege to speak um, with an audience of couples the other day in Dallas, Texas, and I was talking about communication and how often I hear people and I'm going to add mostly men, mm. right, who say that their their dad didn't communicate his feelings very often. Mm. So that's why I don't, you mm. know, communicate so well. And, you know, folks, I know I sounded probably a bit harsh to this uh, this audience, but I was like, so what? So what that your mom or your dad didn't communicate well, right? I I think we all have the ability to learn a new behavior, like the behavior of communicating what's on your mind and what's on your heart. Oh, yeah. You know, it's part of what we call the I do. I mean, if we want a marriage full of connection, full of green pastures, it might require that we do some things differently than what we saw when we were growing up. No question. I think that is so true. And you know what? I, I really believe this. The best person to help us change old behaviors, like shutting down, like not communicating what I'm thinking mm-hmm. and feeling, mm-hmm. uh, the best person to help us change that is our spouse, particularly if it's done in a spirit of love and and not criticism. Right. So 
what are we saying here, folks, in a nutshell? A huge reason, I believe, we believe, that we find ourselves in this marriage desert is that we stop doing life together when life gets overwhelming or busy. Uh, Yes, and I want to add something here. Oftentimes we get busy in our God-given roles that are important. Let's acknowledge that. It's Mm -hmm. important. Like providing for our family financially or caring for the needs of our children. This can become a huge trap that puts us in that desert, like I said, with good intentions. But we have to know that that's what's happening. Wow. I'm so glad you put that out there. Listen, certainly there are times when our children or work or church or extended family require a, a ton, a ton of energy and time. But when that becomes the norm or our lifestyle versus cultivating our partnership with our spouse, it's bound to have a big time consequence or lots of consequences for our marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Listen, a dear friend of mine, I remember this like yesterday, and it it was several years ago. Um, We were kind of hanging out and talking about life together and what was going on. And, you know, this particular person you know, retired early and was very, very successful. And I remember him saying to me, David, if I had it all over again, I would do it so differently. Mm. You know, I may not have been as successful as like, you know, the world measures uh, with lots of money and, you know, being able to retire early and whatnot, but the cost that it it uh, required for me to get there, it, it really meant that I, I lost relationships with family members. Like they weren't as strong as they could be. Even in my marriage, like my marriage suffered mm. because of all of my hard work. And really what he was saying, I believe to me was, my goodness, you know, I wish that I had stayed more connected with my, my wife um, and my kids Right. Mm-hmm. Um, life, I, I allowed it to just like weight me down. And I all I did was work. Mm. Gosh, I'm so glad you told that story because we don't want anybody to reach that point where mm. they're looking back and saying, I wish I'd done it differently. You know, David and I believe parenting is the most important job in the world, but that doesn't mean that it should take priority over keeping our marriage sacred your marriage too. Ashley, we believe it's good for your children to see you to make your marriage a priority. No question. I mean, that's a valuable message to give to your children. None of us get married with the intention to create a desert marriage by getting distracted with life and leaving our spouses out of the Mm day-to-day. But it can happen if we don't stay intentional about doing things that cultivate intimacy, even when all that life happens. Yeah. You know, I, I'm so um, glad you used the word intentional. We use that word a lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, on our podcast. We need to be intentional uh, to do those things that we know, you know, we call it God's best, but it, it, it's those things that we know will bring intimacy, connection, you know, to our marriage. So it's about really being intentional, uh, you know, of, of concerning like, what we're doing or, or not doing, right? In general, 
I believe the intentionality, right? Using the term that we use all the time on this podcast, it's driving the red truck, delivering that good stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so if you want to know what to be intentional about, like just pick an episode, right? It, it's be intentional, like putting legs on many of the tools that we've talked about um, uh, and or really some of our guests, yeah. right? What right. they've talked about right. uh, on this podcast. Listen, Stu and I both believe that those greener pastures are created by our desire to live out God's best in our marriage. Oh, absolutely. But it's not easy, and it's not always going to be perfect. That's where having those realistic expectations that we talked about earlier comes in. Yeah, where where it's not about being perfect. It's not going to happen every day where we wake up with a skip in our step and you know, like all these green pastures, because there is there is going to be desert times. Yeah, but but hear us. If if you're in that place right now where it it's feeling dry, that your your relationship is just dry, just know that there is hope for you. David mm. and I have seen many couples over the years restore their marriage with with great effort and great help, but there is absolutely hope. That is so true. And if you're feeling hopeless uh, and discouraged, listen, get the help or coaching that you need, right? If your spouse chooses like not to go with you, you know, to, to this person that could help you navigate, then go by yourself. Mm-hmm. I, that's so important. Mm-hmm. It, it may be that you must get yourself restored to the point that you have the courage and the insight to instigate change in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, many of you listened to the Red Truck Marriage podcast over time, or, or you've heard us speak in a live event, and you know that both David and I have divorce in our story. Well, every time that we do speak, we want to make sure that we make this point. We've, we want you to know that we're not here to glorify a second marriage. In fact, if we could somehow turn back time and make our first marriages work, we sure would. We want you to know that. Mm. It's it's true, folks. Obviously, we can't do that. But as much as we love each other, Stuart and I, and cherish our marriage, we would do it if we could. You know, like, why? Because of all the wreckage and mm-hmm. hurt that comes with divorce, mm-hmm. right? We realize that there are circumstances when, what, uncoupling is really the only option, all right? We realize that, mm-hmm. you know, and there are there are certain marriage stories out there where that is so true. Right. But you know what? Oftentimes, I think couples choose to divorce out of the feelings of hopelessness or uh, many times, just the lack of tools or thinking that a new relationship will be easier or more fulfilling. Oh, yes. It, you know, that's misguided. The truth is that most people will just bring old habits into their new marriage and end, back, end up back in the desert again. No question. And Unless they do marriage differently. But having said that, if you're in, in a marital desert right now, We just want to encourage you again that there is hope. And we also want you to know this. We don't want you to use what we call the D word. Don't Mm. say the word divorce when you're, you're having conversation or conflict with your spouse. Don't use that as a strategy. It's not. 
instead yeah. begin talking about what it would take spiritually and behaviorally and emotionally to create the greener pastures right in your own home and in your own relationship. No question. And, you know, I, I want to add this. It's just as a way to be authentic about it. I, I can remember, you know, I would, in my first marriage, I would go there, you know, and mm. I hate that. I, I hate thinking about that. And and I also know that, you know, I probably learned some of that growing up in in my own family. I can remember when my mom and my dad would be in crisis or, you know, major conflict. And, you know, generally it was my mom, but, you know, I could hear her talking about like, I'm leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, and packing up the suitcase. And obviously as a child, I was freaking out like, oh my gosh, my mom's leaving. And it really left me in an emotional tailspin. But, you know, that was kind of her response to that discouragement and that hopelessness. You know, that that's why I bring it up here. I think many people have that a similar experience in their past and believe that that's part of what you do in marriage. When you get in conflict, then you threaten the mm. D word, but it's, it's not. Your marriage is sacred, and you keep it sacred by not crossing that line and using that word. I, I really hope you, you folks hear us on that. Mm-hmm. Just a- avoid that. And perhaps instead, like begin talking about what greener pastures would look like, right? That's a great conversation. Right. And, and what are the steps that it would take to get there? My, my guess is it would start by seeking out someone who can help you navigate this desert. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I, I know we've put a lot out there already today, and, and I hope that we've given you much to think about, much to talk about, but we also hope that you've been encouraged to trust that God's desire is for you to do life together. You know, in the creation story, He was the one who said, it's not good to be alone. Man. So we have some call to actions for you today. We want you to put legs on, on <laughs> yes. this for sure. We sure do. And I, I love what you just said, because mm-hmm. you're right. In that creation story in Genesis, you know, when when God created Eve, you know, he put a stake in the ground. He said, it's not good. Uh, I think the scripture says for man to be alone. But I think by that word man, it was all inclusive, right. both genders. It's not good for a husband or, or a man or a woman to be alone, particularly in their marriage. Right. right. So this call to action is really designed to help you begin like navigating out of that desert season, if that's what you're experiencing, or maybe avoid it. You kind of see yourself moving into it. Right. And you want to stop the train, right? You you want to stop where it seems that your, your marriage is heading. So here's what we want uh, you to do. We want, number one, as we always say, we want you to invite your spouse to listen to this episode with you, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that could really begin a conversation piece. You know, and then what do we always say after listen with your spouse is have a conversation. Have a conversation about those times in your marriage when you enjoyed greener pastures with each other and how yeah. you would how would you describe those greener pastures? What made them happen and what were the circumstances that kept kept them going? 
Was it more connection, adventure, humor, joy, or just partnership? We Mm. bet one thing that even when you had those greener pastures, you still had life coming at you like you do today. Yeah, there you go again. Mm -hmm. Like I I know that's that's really big for you, and it is for me too. (laughs) Life was still coming at you, even with greener pastures. So it wasn't the life that put you in the desert. It was doing life alone during those times when life was coming at you. And, And finally... What do you need to do to be more intentional about like creating these greener pastures, right? Perhaps it's communicating uh, more by letting each other in on your inner life, uh, having quality time together without distractions. Uh, And that means like your kids, even though I'm sure many of you are great parents, but as Stuart said earlier, not allowing your kids to be a distraction Um, perhaps it's praying together more, Mm -hmm. uh, seeking the help of someone who can help you navigate out of that desert time in your marriage. Oh yeah. That, that last part, you know, we've talked about a lot recently seeking community that will truly support you in marriage. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, speaking of that folks, um, we've mentioned this on the, our last few podcasts. I want to talk with you about something Stuart and I believe is truly the best opportunity for couples we have ever offered. It's called the Red Truck Marriage Mastermind. And you can learn more about this at Mm redtruckmarriage.com. Okay, redtruckmarriage.com. And one of the reasons why, or some of the reasons we are so excited about it, is that it offers a small community of like-minded people spiritually um, that they, they want their marriage to to grow and to be connected. Um, marriage is a priority, you know, with these people in this community that we're developing. Um, they're authentic, they're committed to personal growth and marriage growth, mm-hmm. you know, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, another really awesome thing about the Red Truck Marriage Mastermind is that it offers coaching. And guess what, friends? It's like half the cost of our one-on-one coaching. Like mm-hmm. you'll get coaching in this Red Truck Marriage Mastermind. Yeah, you hear Dave and I talk about sessions that we have with couples, and we just we so want you all to be involved in something that is active and that keeps your marriage growing. And that's what we believe the Red Truck Marriage Mastermind can be. Yeah, no question. And it it will offer you an opportunity to support others who are navigating marriage. Um, and as well as like giving you the opportunity to be supported by others mm-hmm. who are equally invested in the small mastermind community. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, you know, we love walking with you as we all try to navigate marriage and it's not good to do it alone. And the Red Truck Marriage Mastermind community will see to it that you will never have to nav- navigate your marriage alone. Yes. Yeah, so check it out on redtruckmarriage.com. I think you'd be... Um, really intrigued by what we're creating Mm -hmm. uh, for a very, very small group of couples. So remember, folks, to always drive the red truck in your marriage, delivering that good stuff. Bye for now. 